It's time for a smashing cast from the present. Produced by Michael, the Exo Paradigm Gamer. Consulted by Haydox, the Haydox. Supervised by Ryan, the Rye Rule. And directed by Dan, the King K. It's the Unversed cast. Uh, now. With Spider-Man out of the way, uh, we'll probably be talking about bigger games, but quickly I'd like to knock off a few smaller ones. Sure. If okay. that's cool. Um, first off, uh, this, this will go quick. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> oh! Wait, what did he say? <laughs> that's all it. that needs to be said. <laughs> I missed that. Um, you cut out. Sea of Thieves. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> I now that, know that what, is, what people who bought No Man's Sky sell. I know that, what that it's like. That is truly all that needs to be said. Uh, I, I've never felt so unhappy about a game in my life. Yeah, it was so disappointing. Yeah. I was, you can't even make your own character in that game. You can't even make your own character, and I hate that. All and right. I had fun for like an hour with my friends, and then it just... <laughs> And you realize that there's just nothing there. <laughs> yeah. But um, they'll support the game with DLC. Yeah. Who cares? The they spent $60 on nothing. They, they fucked up with this game so hard. They dropped the ball. <sighs> you know, can um, I just say that, like, Microsoft just in general has been sucking? Yeah. Like, that, almost that every is single a... one of their exclusives were terrible. Or not, maybe Let's... not terrible, but underwhelming to hell and back. That's like even a perfect... Halo 5. Yeah. Ugh. The, but that's a perfect segue into State of Decay 2. <laughs> now... I've never even I... heard of it. State of Decay is like... As you know, I'm a pretty big fan of zombie stuff. I kind of... If it's done well, I really like it. Um, I like feeding people to zombies, you know, oh doing what God. I do, being Negan. Um, they hype that up in crazy. State of Decay. That they're the they're like the, the co-op is gonna be really fun. The game's riddled with glitches, bugs, not fun. And I was so disappointed. It, I got a I didn't even pay for the game, and I felt ripped off. So <laughs> that's that. Um. Well. Uh, the the other the other game I want to talk about real quick too is Unravel Two. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, yeah. as, as you'll remember, that was like the big game that came out during EA's press conference. And as a sucker for artsy, cutesy games with little yarn boys, I was like, yeah, th this is fun. So yeah, it was fun, and then I forgot about it, but. It's still something I wanted to mention. Um, so, uh, another... Hold on. Another one I want to mention real quick, too, is No Man's Sky. Uh, oh, did yeah, that's getting play... updates to Hell and Back. Yeah. Did y'all... Have y'all played it recently? Not recently, no. I've played it never. <laughs> okay. So Actually, can I tell a story about No Man's Sky? I have a little ahead. story to tell about it. Okay. So my brother who lives in Tallahassee, he came down to visit, he came down to Orlando to visit and we decided to go pawn shop hunting. So we were going to like pawn shops all around Orlando and just seeing what we could find. I found a copy of Final Fantasy 14 and it was like $10. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Why the hell not? 
But you know, if you're ever buying something from a pawn shop, you always have to open the case to make sure that everything is intact. That's that's a big thing, because sometimes they tell just the cases. So, you know, I opened up the case, I make sure that the disc is there. When I opened it, the Final Fantasy disc just popped out of the case and dropped, because underneath it was a copy of No Man's Sky. <laughs> and I thought, that's odd. That's very strange. So I go up to the clerk, and I'm like, hey, I, you know, I want to buy Final Fantasy XIV, but I found this disc, you know, I don't know if you need to take it back or what, because I'm a good Christian boy, I don't steal, because that is wrong. And he just looks at me, he goes, okay. He just puts the game back in the case, puts Final Fantasy XIV on top of it, closes it, scans it, and just hands it back to me. Tells me to have That's a nice sick. day, I'm like, okay. And I walked out of the store. Have you played it? So I have it, I just haven't played it yet. Okay. <laughs> Um, now, I have an interesting history with the game, uh, it was one of my bigger reviews that I did when I was still reviewing games, um, and I, I used the infamous King K quote, as wide as a puddle, or as wide as, um, as wide as a puddle! No, 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 a mile wide an inch deep, and that's how I felt about No Man's Sky. I don't think Sky. that was my quote. I don't think... I think I had a variation of that quote. It was something like that. I don't remember what it was, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Either way, I contributed that idea to you. Um, the And when I played it again, I still... I, like, my whole world was shattered. Um, I felt... <laughs> I felt like this game has content now. And there's so much to do in it, and I feel like I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have before. I wrote like a really long script about it, and um, it, it, it's like, maybe I'll release it someday, but essentially the thesis is like, the capacity of a game to change over time, and what that means for incomplete games that come out. like. I think there's something to be said about releasing an incomplete game and then after being like, yeah, we fucked up and being loyal to your community and trying to remedy it as best you can. And I, 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 I'm very conflicted on how I feel about that. I'm not sure, but what I do feel strongly is that I'm happy Hello Games is still supporting the game as much as they are because like no man's sky finally feels like the game that was promised to us at e3 it's still got its bugs and kinks and dumb shit but like for a good month i was playing it a lot and i was having fun that's good yeah. Especially since how it could have been so easy for them to just drop the game as soon as, like, it just tanked. But, of you know, course. they stuck by their guns, they're supporting the game, and I think that is commendable. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, and... I guess, uh, the last sort of thing I want to discuss before we get into, like, the big games are, uh... Is just The Walking Dead as, as a collective mass... Uh -huh. There were two Walking Dead releases this year. It was the Telltale Walking Dead game and then Overkill's Walking Dead game. Have any of you played those? No. Was the one by Overkill supposed to be bad, though? I know there was it, one of them. It is terrible. To... Yeah. Um, Have you played them, King K or Michael? 
Uh, I don't care about Walking Dead, if that's what you're asking. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Have you played them, King K? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, me, a friend of mine, and myself, that was a terrible way to put that sentence, but I'm gonna roll with it. Um, I, I'm so conflicted about Telltale. It is, it is very... It's something that I think about a lot in terms of what they did wrong and how they failed <clears throat> and just all of this shit. Because, like, The Walking Dead for me was a big part of my adolescence, I would say, in terms of, like, I talked about it with all my friends, we'd watch episodes together, we'd talk about the comics, we'd talk about the games, we'd play the games together, I'd watch playthroughs about it, it, it was like... It was really, like, a big part of why I got back into stuff, into media again, from, like, playing not Minecraft games. So, it, <laughs> it was very conflicting to play The Walking Dead by Telltale as the final season, because, like, they just fucked Clementine a new one. They really dropped the ball, and, um... It is extremely disappointing that now they're going. It's been a roller coaster of like now they're going to actually complete the the final season, and then they're going to go officially bankrupt. And like you yeah, have the thing I where they didn't, that. where they didn't even pay their employees severances packages or whatever. Like, it's so unbelievably frustrating to like the series and want them to do well and uh that's really all i have to say a big letdown and um mm -hmm. uh well if, if i could just uh, put the spotlight on one more thing before we get mm -hmm. to the big stuff and it's not going to take long at all uh there's a game that i've been playing it's called valkyria chronicles 4 it's the fourth installment of the valkyria uh, valkyria chronicles lineup uh, it's kind of like a mix of like Eternal Sonata and Advance Wars. Like that's the best way how I can like piece it together. Um, yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to play it, or excuse me, I haven't gotten a chance to beat it. I played it. What I played, it's really good. It's really uh, like you really have to think about what you're doing. And I just I want to put some spotlight on it because here's a weird concept. Sega actually makes really good games. It's just people don't really talk about them because people just say, "Oh, Sega sucks because Sonic." Blah 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 blah. But if you actually take time to look at the other games that Sega has to offer, the games that people don't talk about, the games Sega doesn't even talk about, you'll find that they have a pretty good catalog of games. Like they didn't even they were not pushing uh, Yakuza 6 like after that game launched. Like no one's yeah. been talking about it. You know, I haven't played it yet, but I can only assume it's as good if not better than Yakuza 0. Speaking of Yakuza 6, I haven't played it yet, so I can't discuss it here, mm -hmm. but I'm probably going to play it tonight or tomorrow because I finally caught up I finally finished Yakuza 5 yeah. so I can finally play it Yeah. so I've had it sitting here since it came out and I've wanted to play it but I just haven't been caught up with it so yeah Sega does Sega has some pretty cool titles under their belt they absolutely so. do and I think they deserve a lot more credit and Yakuza in particular is one of my new favorite franchises as of late so yeah yeah that's what yeah. I gotta say um, one more, one more thing, one I guess, before we get thing. into the big stuff. I want to <laughs> name drop a couple and then go into the the big stuff. Sure. Um, Dead Cells. Really, really good. I don't know if we discussed that. 
I never played it. I really like it. Highly recommended. Um, well, I don't. This might seem short-sighted, but I don't. I just don't like the idea of a procedurally generated Metroidvania. <laughs> that's fair. I, I just I kind of like the aesthetic a lot, and I like the gameplay a lot. Yeah. So I mean, if it's on sale, definitely pick it up. Highly yeah. recommended. Um, Mega Man Eleven. Uh, huh? Mega Man Eleven. Oh yeah, that game was great. Did we... Yeah, I, I, I really it, liked... but it was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a. <laughs> as much as people don't want to hear me say this, uh, Mega Man Base is still my favorite. But this no, game that's is definitely fair. this game is definitely in my upper tier of classic Mega Man, uh, because I know we have like ten of them that are eight bit. So the fact that this is even HD is enough to make this stand out for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. You don't even need that powerful of a computer to run this at a high resolution and 60 FPS on PC. Um, so, and uh, even on Switch, it runs in 1080p docked. Uh, no anti aliasing, yeah. though, but, you know, you, I'll take that over some garbage 854p resolution. <laughs> Like uh, Kirby's uh, Star Allies runs, that game runs at 30 <laughs> FPS too. So fuck that shit. Um, uh, but Mega Man 11 itself, it's pretty much exactly what you would expect. <laughs> if you've played a Mega Man game before, you know exactly what you're getting out of this. Um, but uh, I, I do have to be honest though, the double gear system didn't seem as good as it should have been. Half the time I forgot I even had it. And except when I had to use the speed gear, I barely used power gear at all, and I never used double gear because that, because you know the the risk was never worth it to me. I could always beat everything without it. So, uh, but I'm the exact opposite because I suck at Mega Man, so I appreciated the double gear <laughs> system. Uh, yeah, I suppose. even then I still can't beat some of the stages with it because I'm really bad. <laughs> you know, it's the speed gear at first. I thought it didn't work very well because it has the speed break problem. If you've ever played Secret Rings, where like it slows you down too. So at first, I thought it, you know, it wasn't actually making you go faster, but it does. And there's an upgrade you can get where if you mash the trigger 50 times to activate it 50 times, you can move freely in speed gear mode. So I'm not sure why it wasn't just like that to begin with. Because the part where you need to use it to get past the firewalls and torch man stage, I didn't think to use it because I thought it would just make me slow. Um, and uh, hot take, the firewalls and torch man stage are much worse than the ones from, I think it was Burn Man stage and Mega Man Bates that everybody complains about. I died more times on the torch man flame walls than the Burn Man flame walls. So... But it's a great game. Go if you if you like Mega Man, if you like classic Mega Man, go check out Mega Man Eleven. It's good. <laughs> it's pretty cheap too, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's like thirty bucks. 30. Yeah. And for the length, you you get what you pay for. So yeah. it's not Can like we, Tropical uh... Freeze on Switch where you're just buying the Wii U game except in 1080p <laughs> and they're charging full but price for that. Funky Kong. I didn't even try playing as him. <laughs> I love how they tried desperately making it into a meme, but it didn't work. <laughs> now, do we want to discuss perhaps the biggest game of 2018? 
We talking about Nino mm-hmm. Kuni two already? What? <laughs> no, we're talking about Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> I've right. played it. Oh boy. I I wrote a little. I wrote a little. Um, a little piece I wanted to read. Perhaps a poem for Fortnite that we can. <laughs> Do we need to get some section. some lo-fi hip hop? Um. Yes, Michael. Uh. Put you better remember to put lo-fi hip hop. Okay. <laughs> All right, I probably ready? am going to end up editing this, so it's on the table. All right, ready? <laughs> yes. Hey, you. Yes, you. Is your college graduation tomorrow? Well, I've got some good news. Stick around, lock that door to the Garden of Gamers where no Fortnite can possibly infect, and listen to your favorite twink. Do you see the funny floss dance and immediately launch into a tangent of why the younger generation is doomed? Again, nice. And also, I'm happy for all the hard work you put into your schooling. I mean, it must have been a blast for you, considering how much time you had to complain about kids enjoying something online. Now, go into the comments and write me a 10-page essay of why EA is bad and how Red Dead Redemption 2 changed gaming forever and single-player games aren't dead, you fucking genius. Does this blue-haired man being the top streamer on Twitch make your blood boil? Please answer in my survey so I can pander to the non-stop culture of people who spend too much time arguing on people. And then see him. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love how like, I, just, I, I loved that ending. I loved the ending. He nailed it. Thank you. I just wanted to share that piece. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. You should be proud. Alright. Can we talk about God of War now? <laughs> sure. I feel like this is like the most delayed thing in human history. We sure. just need to talk about it now. Uh, so is this is this your guys' pick for game of the year then? Uh, no. It's probably not. It's no, I don't okay. think I have a pick right now, but it's probably not game of the year. It's it's I put it on my list probably, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I'd put it as like the all time. <laughs> Uh, I, I haven't played it. <laughs> it it was um it, it was fun. Like I, it, I, here's the thing. I know this is a very it won game of the year at the game awards, so at least some people must think it's great. So that's good. <laughs> oh man. Um, We're gonna have a bit of a debate on our hands, King K. <laughs> um but I like I had I had fun with it, you know, because I leading up to it, I'm like, oh, you were, oh, you, you were you, concerned, you look like The Last of Us, you were concerned that weird. they were gonna try to do a redemption arc, and you're like, well, Kratos is a fucking murderer. How am I supposed to feel sorry for him? So how did yeah. how did it go? And King to K? be fair, it, it it still was a little shaky, but they they focused less on redeeming him and more on his son, which was nice. <laughs> So I think I appreciated that more than them attempting to redeem him as a person. I, I never thought they were trying to redeem him. It's more so it's just it's moving on from that. It's yeah, like he's, but, uh, like, he, he's the, out of that the, phase. The way that it was promoted made me feel like they were going to they were going to try to do things that I wouldn't. And that was also like my perception of Kratos as a character. Until I played his games was more like. Did, doesn't he just kill people? <laughs> but I, I mean, after, to be fair, after you play the first game, it's kind of, it's more understandable why he kills a lot of people. Up to it, up to a point, <laughs> up to a point, it's understandable why he kills. Because the first game, especially, it's like wow, the gods are dicks. I'll just say 
So I understand from that point. So I was I was able to get over it somewhat. And it was I am a sucker for mythology in the first place and I like Norse stuff. I like how the game's pretty. I I enjoy the combat. I don't like I know that if you rip it apart, it probably isn't a very great combat system. But I thought it was fun, like the way that the different weapons worked when you get your I don't know if this is a spoiler to say that, but you when you get games. your other weapons, yeah. it's it's they work in cool ways. I like all the areas. I'm a little sad you don't get to go to all of the realms, but the ones that you go to look nice. Some of them are underutilized, which annoy me, but like some of them are just like battle arenas. But when, like when you go to Niflheim or wherever, it looks really cool. There are some really, really cool set pieces that you you play out. And that's kind of the reason that I like Uncharted is because I know that it's not the most gameplay stimulating, but it feels good. Like the little control that you do have over set pieces makes it feel good to play rather than if I was just watching it. So it has that going for it because there are some cool like scenes with dragons and shit <laughs> where you like fly through the realms. <laughs> like there's some really cool sequences in the game. So it's it's nothing mind blowing. But I enjoyed it enough, you know? I thought it was really fun. Yeah. The best um, way I've, I have always described God of War, it's a ham and cheese sandwich without the ham and the cheese. And all you're left with is just a bunch of bread. I didn't like I, this game at all. I thought it was boring. I thought it was just... Like, I, I, I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. And this is coming from someone who... It was in around the time I was in high school when I got into the God of War series. Uh, and at the time, it was when God of War 3 was announced. I thought, oh my god, this is like the most breathtaking game I've ever seen. I've never seen anything look this good. It was the best looking game I've ever seen in my life. So I got my PS2 and I played through uh, God of War 1, 2, got a PSP just so I could play Chains of Olympus. Just so I can get ready for God of War 3. I bought a PS3 just for God of War 3. And that's still probably one of my favorite games of all time. It just with with all of the games, the music has always been consistently great. Uh, the combat has always been consistently like just so much fun. The voice acting has always been like hammy, over the top, and just over over dramatic. And I loved it. And it's, the bosses were were some of the best parts of God of War Three. Like that's what I think about. It's like the way how it opens, and then you get to like fight Poseidon, these you rip him off, you gouge out his fucking eyes by pressing the L and R3 buttons. It's like, I love that game. I love the God of War games up to God of War 3. I think they're all great games. And then you play this one, and there's still nothing really that feels like God of War. And when, we, when you were talking about to the point where it's like you find out about the other nine realms, my, I, I felt like, a, I felt sick. Because I'm like, oh my god, this game is going to be way too long, and I'm going to have to sit through it for however many hours. I have to go through each of these nine realms. I hear you don't. That's great. But when I when I thought about that, that's when I realized that I don't like this game. That I don't want to play this game because it has nothing about the other games that I liked. And now just imagine if, like, if Devil May Cry or if Bayonetta got this kind of Last of Us treatment. You know, where it's like suddenly it's, it's not over the top anymore. Suddenly it's way more grounded and subdued and everyone's all all like older and wiser and just very just just boring. 
I didn't find anything about this game fascinating. It was just, it was a slog. I felt like as if I've been here before, I felt like as if I've seen this before, it just, it was nothing new to me. It was, it bored me to tears and that broke my heart because I loved the other games. That's right. what I got to say I, about that. I have, a, I have a question, Ryan. Go right ahead. When Plus did you stop? Huh? When did you stop? Hey, Docs, what'd you say? When, you cut <laughs> when did you stop? The last thing I remembered, I had something to clear the black breath. I got through something, and I had to fight another troll. And at that point, I realized I'm fighting the same boss again, uh, and then I put it down. I I just... And that was I, like five, maybe seven hours in. And if it gets better after that point, where it's just like, well, the first several hours of the game were not interesting to me at all. It did nothing for me, and I don't want to go through it again. I don't want to see what else this game has to offer, because everything that I've seen up to that point, it, it didn't grab me at all. It did nothing for me. I, I, I just think that you know, often in games you have repetitive stuff. That's just the nature of anything in humanity, I guess. Um, not to discredit your feelings on this game, because I think they're valid as well, Ryan. Uh, but just personally, I think how the game starts was so provocative that it, it just it it was so good and how it started and the axe mechanic for me was so fun that any repetitive elements of like the same enemies and uh anything was like kind of mute and i felt that way but then i went to the elf place you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah mm -hmm. i went there and then you had the valkyrie enemies and like there was this whole thing of like are who are the actual bad guys in this situation are you doing things right and then you're constantly like getting antagonized by baldur and then like you have to sneak around thor and his sons and baldur and everyone because they're they'll fuck you up and there's something about kratos being depowered almost um that i that i think grounds god of war dad of war i'm gonna call it dad of war because uh, it's funny to me anyways i i think it's incredibly grounded and it's incredibly compelling to fight people to to just like go through the story and then like see the twists that the game takes you of like the relationship between the witch in the woods to Baldur, and then the ending of the game, which is so, so good. The, there's there's this musical cue that plays in the climax of the game that is so, so good. And then that ending, the ending of the game... Have, have you finished the game, King K? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about with the I, ending? <laughs> the twist? Yes. Yeah, like, I, I did not it. see that coming. And that was yeah, so I didn't good. Yeah, either, actually. I, I really like how Kratos feels like he doesn't belong. Yeah. And the game kind of hammers that home. Like, there are points at which, like, people are pissed off because he's there. 
like the gods are like, oh, you're here, you're not supposed to fucking be here, guy. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it kind of makes it feel like, oh, this is actually a little... This is a little... I, it's kind of like, it's not outright scary, but it's a little unsettling mm -hmm. when like the skies, there's thunder because Odin's like getting angry. And it's like, well, there, there are bad things are about to happen. I got that feeling a lot. Yeah. And it just felt, it, it kind of made the adventure feel like an adventure because Kratos, Kratos wasn't just going around and killing people. He was legitimately just trying to... He was just trying to live his life, but the, the world was like, no, you are not allowed. And it pulled him into so much shit, and I, I just like how that was set up. And how, yeah. how um, Atreus kind of has to learn from what his father's doing. is a little ham-fisted at certain points, but... You know, I did. It, eventually, it got to the arc conclusion, and I liked how it was set up overall for the most part. So, also, um, the I, I just I don't know. I really in I didn't in in uh, what is the word? I didn't expect to enjoy the bond between Atreus and Kratos as much as I did, but. Mm -hmm. There, there are scenes when shit happens to Artreus, and you gotta like, you know, carry him back and shit. And then you sometimes the game will separate you two. And I don't know. There, there's just there's something that I really enjoy about their connection. They feel. Oh, and also too, adding on to that, the voice acting is so fucking good. Oh my it god. It is. Like, ah. <clears throat> the I don't know the name of Kratos's voice actor, but holy shit! You know Talk I will about... yeah. I will give credit with how it presents itself and like mm -hmm. how the entire game like there's no camera cuts at all. Yeah, and I do think that's yeah. really impressive. The animation is really good. The voice acting is really good. The writing is really good. But again, it, it feels like as if I've seen it before. Did you fight the Valkyries, Ryan? What like happened? the oh did, the Valkyries. Did you fight the Valkyries? <laughs> did I fight the Valkyries? If I remember correctly, let me see. They're like the side content kind of this game. They're like super bosses kind of. Yeah. Okay, in that case, no. <laughs> Those are fucking really good. Yeah, they're I well, actually never finished them all because I got to the final one, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, nope, I'm done. I can't do that. Like, I phys it's physically impossible for me to pull this off. Well, like, here's, here's the thing with this. If, that if they're optional bosses, then already I'm not interested because I don't like the combat in this game whatsoever. Mm. The combat just feels like... It feels like... I think the way how I've described it before is like in Ocarina of Time, when you, like, when you just hold down the Z button... And then you're locked to, like, certain... Like, you're just locked in certain paths, I guess? Like, you can't freely walk around, but you're just, like... It's like tank controls, I guess. And I don't think that this, the kind of combat system that it wants to have works with the kind of camera control that it has. I think if this was more like... Something like Horizon Zero Dawn, for example. It's something that's more wide open then it would work just fine or if it had like a more fluid combat system it would work just fine but it wants to be like the last of us so you gotta have that third person camera 
kind of thing going on, so I, I don't think it works in that regard. But clearly, I guess I'm wrong if it won Game of the Year, but, you know, it's... It didn't work. It didn't work for me. It well, looks, I think it's just a, a preference thing. I don't think you're wrong. Than the other God of War games, combat-wise. It looked what? Slower. It Not is. Not really. Like it looked much more deliberate and slowly paced, whereas the old God of War games were just. <laughs> What's the word I want? Like Hack really and slash. mindless. Yes, but I, in a I good would way. not say mindless. Mindless. I would not even God say mindless. One and two, and they're pretty damn mindless. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. But they are, I wouldn't say that. I don't mean to say that as a bad thing, though, Ryan. I guess what I mean is no, that I, I know. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean it as a bad thing either. It's I'm just, unscripted and free flowing and fast paced. How about that? I mean, it is. You know, because like, you can button mash your way through it. But you're gonna have your you're gonna have a hard time, I find, if you do it that way. But if you actually do like the combos and you upgrade the weapons and you actually experiment with the different weapons, then you're gonna get a lot more mileage out of the game. And that's why I love the game so much. But that's the same thing with the Dad of War. <laughs> you, you, there's Sorry, there's like so many, uh, for me anyways. I I found like it's so produ- provocative because as the last God of War games were kind of mindless combat, this is very deliberate. <laughs> And there are different abilities. You have to, like, really wait and actually block and roll around shit in this game. I love to charge up the axe and just yeah. slam it into an enemy and you feel it, like, go in. Uh-huh. And it's... I think that's kind of why it feels slower, because I wanted it to feel punchier. Yeah. And it really does feel like, holy fuck, I, like, slam this axe into somebody's shoulder or head or something. You know? Yeah. So I appreciate that about the combat. It's like, combat's I mean, the, nothing special. But the other I, games had that too, though. Where it's like, if you're ripping uh, something off of an enemy, or, you know, you're just slamming someone with, like, a giant club, you feel it. I don't... I, I didn't really, because it didn't feel as personal in the sense that, like, it, you go real fast in those games, and you're, you're zoomed out, and it's also... This isn't the game's fault, obviously, but it's like, it's graphically limited. So it's like, when you're doing stuff, it doesn't, like, there's something about it that doesn't feel the same way as, like, when you charge up an axe in Dad of War, and you just let it into somebody, it's like, oh, whoa, that thing really went into him. And, like, you can, you th- like, what, all that entire fight where you fight Balder? Yeah. Like, it, the hits feel like they have fucking impact like (laughs) and it's weird to say this but fights like that where you like crack the earth I know I know that a lot of crazy shit happened in the originals but like the way that it handles it in Dead of War kind of makes it more obvious that like whoa these are gods going at it like it, it felt more obvious in that sense because the way that it affected the terrain and because you're you're so close like the camera is so close in and your punch like it is slower but you feel the impact and i like that more sure i mean just for on the record of course you know i'm not trying to take anything away from people who like this game and i'm not trying to say that the games i grew up with are better but i'm more so just saying that like it doesn't really do anything for me like it doesn't have any of the aspects or any of the features or anything like that from the other games I like it's not my god of war it's for it's for people who like these kind of games I don't it's not for me 
but that's fine. You know, it's a, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not allowed to exist. Well, that's funny too, is because I don't particularly like The Last of Us very much, and that's why I, I liked this because it felt more like Uncharted does, mm. because it just felt like it was fucking get fucking crazy at points, you know. Mm. I mean, you're dealing with like gods and Norse mythology and shit, so of course it gets crazy. There's like a world serpent for God's sake, like <laughs> so. It felt more like Uncharted than The Last of Us, which I appreciate, because I like Uncharted because it's just crazy things happen, and you just kind of go along with the ride. And that's why I like God of War, because it reminds me of that, but with more interesting mythos to back that up than Uncharted has, usually. I also kind of disagree with you, Ryan, to an extent that, like, it isn't explicitly God of War, but it's kind of like... I see it anyways as a transformation of what worked in God of War and like mm. in it sort of like a mud, modern take on it you know I don't, I don't know, know about that because I, like I said before if this happened with Devil May Cry 5 or with Bayonetta 3 I do not think people will be happy with it I, I, I do not think people will be happy at all but I mean like you know Devil May Cry is kind of like a Devil May Cry 5 the gameplay plays you know it there's something different about it 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 plays a lot like near automata in a sense mm-hmm. and like i don't know it's different from the past devil may cries but like it, it still looks fun to play yeah but i'm saying like if devil may cry 5 had this kind of treatment where it's like it's trying to be more like god of war like this god of war or again like the last of us I don't think people would buy it, or not. I don't think people would be okay with it. I think if Bayonetta three did this, it wouldn't be okay. If if they made like Near Automata two, it wouldn't fly. Which again, and there is something else that I want to bring up, is that when this game came out, like you know, people were singing its praises, giving it tens and tens and tens across the board. But it always seemed like as if everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, this is a great game." But underneath that, it always felt as if people were saying. Fuck you, EA. Fuck you, Microsoft. There are places for single-player games. Neener, 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 neener. So the whole thing just com- comes off as disingenuine. Like, people were overhyping the game to prove a point. Not so everyone. was this, like, Not official everyone. reviewers or just people on Twitter? I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it on All YouTube. Right. Like, when the game came out, I got nothing but recommendations from every reviewer under the sun saying, God of War is great middle finger to EA and Microsoft. And I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to discredit the game. I'm not trying to, like, take it away from, like, Hadox or King K or for anyone else who genuinely enjoys the game. And I know people do it for clicks. I get it. But it just comes off that, it came off to me that as if, you know, maybe they were overselling the game to prove a point. A point that's been made time and time and time again. The game of the year last year was Breath of the Wild, aka a single-player game. So we all know these games ain't going anywhere. Yes. So it's like, it's, I don't know what the point of it was. Speaking of, Just let of the game exist Breath on its own. Wild. Don't. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You, I remember you tweeting something very distinctly when you played God of War 2018 for the first time, Ryan. Do you remember what that was? What was that? EXO, I finally understood stand what it was like uh. for you to play Blatwa last year. <laughs> Which is hashtag not my Zelda in the same way that God of War is oh hashtag not your God of War. <laughs> yes. I, I yeah. guess I just, I fundamentally disagree. That's, I'm, I'm going to say that. And I get wrong. it. 
don't, I get it. I understand. I, I'm not trying to take away nothing from you guys or from the people who genuinely enjoy it. It just wasn't for me, and I especially could have done with all, without all of the fucking overselling on, like, game journalists and I, clickbait YouTubers and shit. You're I wrong. Do. You're all wrong. <laughs> I, I do want to say, though, Ryan, that I think uh-huh. just it's an, it's incredibly important to remember that, like... How the the culture of the game is different from the game itself. I'm oh, you know yeah, that, yeah. but like yeah. I want to stress that because I felt that similar way with like you know the black text white background brand <laughs> of video essayists. <laughs> Lo-fi several hip-hop. several of them made like multiple videos about this is why God of War matters essentially just over and over. God of I War made a point that. whether you like it or not. Like that shit's annoying. It's dumb, and like this is kind of just how it be now with uh, yeah. the it, idiots that click on that. I guess I just want to interject here. Is there really a shortage of single-player focused games now? There really no. isn't. That's it, what there I really thought. Isn't. So where is this sudden concern coming because from? Because people want to poke jabs at like EA for games like Battlefront 2 and Battlefield 5 and shit like that. Yeah, they want to poke jabs at Microsoft. Keep saying like, "Oh, the multiplayer is the future." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not like it's not like multiplayer has overtaken the industry. Do you ever I mean, get the yeah, feeling part of it, that the but... people who produce these games don't play video games? You know what I mean? Oh, you don't say. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a capitalist institution that creates. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just visualizing I'm the, the EA to... board of directors just sitting there and saying like. Well, uh, my f- my kids are playing something. It's called the Fortnite. We should make a Fortnite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't they don't play video games, but they tell people what people want out of video games when they have no because fucking they idea. know because they know what we want more than we know what we want. Just yeah. doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> the Splatoon producer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, also, uh, various other capitalist institutions. I just want to throw in my market Marxist critique mm-hmm. right now, launch into a thirty-minute discussion of how capitalism is ruining. No, you are yeah. not going to do that. We need to talk about hentai games. Though. Yes. True. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Yaoi hentai game. Yep. Or I, in Japan, it's called Ahegao or whatever. <laughs> Ahego. That's the uh, that's the Ahego. face people make. The, the one where they get cummed on. Let me try to find it. <laughs> Let me try to find it. That doesn't sound good. It, it's, All right, EXO. It's finally time. Talk about your game of the year. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's my game of the year, per se, but it's... I'm pretty of, sure you said at numerous points that it was. Yeah, you, I don't, you explicitly said that. When, you, yeah, I'm pretty sure you quote, did. Quote me on that. See if you could find me saying that. <laughs> That picture. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like playing the game. Uh, okay, so a couple of things that need to be said first. One, uh, in case you didn't already know, I'm pansexual. So that means that... <laughs> it's it's a complicated term. It basically means that I'm bisexual, but I'm even less discriminating. If that makes any sense. You can look up the term and see what it means. I don't feel the need. Point is, I like boys. And I like anime boys, especially. They're... <laughs> they're they're cute and sexy. It's one of the reasons I got into anime recently. Um, 
I just, it, this just needs to be said. Posting pictures. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my favorite anime. <laughs> and it's also one of the reasons I like Kingdom Hearts, if you can believe it. Yeah, I, I knew that was coming up, so I was readying the picture. But, yeah, so... By the way, if this is going to be Michael or Sonata editing this, you gotta put these pictures in. No. You have to. Just, just like, just right, so, have them, like, inconspicuously in the corner of the video. Yeah, Haydox, why don't you send those to me on my DM right now so that I don't forget them later. Uh, but, so, yeah, so... And I like hentai a lot. I'm just gonna come out and say that I like. I mean, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, straight edge, not non weebs don't. I bet, but even before I liked Michael it, specifically loves that heavily shaded, poorly drawn Simpsons porn. No, I don't like that. I like. I prefer it well drawn because otherwise it takes well, what, me out of it. What sites do you use, Michael? <laughs> We're not getting into this. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, this is getting a little, um, a little I just, I just want to preface that, just to, just to make it absolutely clear why I played this game, so that there's no confusion on it. So, there's this game called Camp Buddy, that came out about a month or two ago, uh, right before my birthday, I think like a week before my birthday, so that was kind of neat. Uh, I've been following it on Patreon for like a year and a half, um... So I actually got my copy for free because I donated enough to the Patreon. <laughs> um, and then the reason I was interested in it was... Well, I played the demo because there, there was a demo out and I was just like, okay, this looks kind of interesting. Let me see what this is like. So, and it teased just enough that I wanted to get the whole thing, and but I had to wait like a year. Uh... Like, there's a scene early on that uh, both Hadox and King K probably played that involves a shower. That That's all that was in the demo. Yeah. I was like, damn oh, it. I played that. Yeah. I played that for sure. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I want to see more, but I have to wait a year. So I waited a year, and then the game came out, and then I played it. And what's... Because, like, what I was expecting out of this, at a bare minimum, was just sexy hentai material if you know what i mean but what i got instead <laughs> was that stuff is in there this game is very explicit and trashy and has a lot of gay sex in it i'm just gonna put that out there but it is also absolutely one of a masterpiece it is also the most adorable game i played all year it is so sweet and cute and it was really funny too and like Considering that this was made by a team of like seven people, you know, like it, it, they're they're a legit studio and everything, and this they were making this for profit and stuff. So it's not like this was some kind of passion pro well pet project, I guess that some someone was doing on the side while doing another job. But considering that so few people made this in like two years, it has some excellent writing to it, which I really didn't expect. The characters are really well fleshed out. And like I could, they would they would pass the red letter media test for sure in terms of characterization. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed how they all bounce off of each other. Like uh, Yoichi and Hiro have this kind of competitive streak going on, where they're always trying to one up each other. Uh, Natsumi's 
a huge lame-ass, despite being honestly the sexiest of all of them. Uh, he knows barely anything <laughs> about sex, I'm just gonna say that. Um, uh-huh. And uh, Catero is just adorable and is just like a cinnamon roll, and so is Hunter. Um, and uh, what's like the game is fifty dollars, but there like there's another game that came before this called Bachikoi, which is like Japanese for I think home run. It was like a baseball game that had kind of a similar concept where you could do either one of two routes. This game has four routes. You can romance uh, one of four husbandos. Um, they all have very different personalities, so depending on what choices you make throughout the game, uh, not only will you end up with one of these husbandos, depending on basically your personality, but the, ch- the story actually changes pretty radically in some instances, depending on who you pick. So it has a lot of replay value, and it's kind of interesting to kind of go back to some choices that you made before and it's just like well i this the first time i told goro that uh i was here because i was invited let's see what happens if i pick i want to get laid and see what response that gets (laughs) that is an actual option yes that is in the game i picked the i picked the one where it was like i was invited here and then he was like huh i don't have enough courage to say this and i'm like what the fuck like (laughs) oh okay and then he just picks the default response i'm like all right but I think what really the the main point I want to drive home is yes, this is a yaoi hentai game, and yes, it works in that regard, but it also works on a completely different level apart from that. And that I actually cared about these characters. I was really entertained watching them bounce off each other. I cared about whether this summer camp was going to stay open <laughs> for the next year and how they were going to make you that work. Into like a robot for a few seconds. I, it was funny. I I cared. And you know, all these, even like the nastiest, most negative characters in this game have their (laughs) sweet moments and develop and change over the course of like the 25 to 30 in-game days. Like Goro starts off as pretty intimidating and kind of an asshole, but even he has a change of heart, spoilers. And it feels it feels believable. It feels earned. Even the most cartoon there there are bully characters in the game too, which at first come off as kind of cartoonish almost. But later on, you feel you learn that there is a perfectly legitimate reason why they are this way, and they have an arc that feels believable and earned and real. You know what? It. <laughs> it I guess this game was a surprise. They also, jack, they also jack you off in the woods. Uh, not all of them. <laughs> well, the path I went down, I, I think I actually, I think I did that to, to Yoichi. <laughs> um, so that was an I, interesting I can't one. believe you got matched up with him. That does not sound right. I, no, I would peg t- <laughs> you for a Natsumi type, honestly. Okay. My Y'all gosh. are speaking a completely different no, language no, for me. Know, I'm so confused. I, I, um... Let me just feed you a secret, right? I play a lot of these games. I kind of know how to play them to get the person that I want, which is... <laughs> so what, so what so, you're saying is that you wanted Yoichi. I, I liked... I, I gotta admit, I was like, Yoichi, Because I, I love the characters who are assholes, but you know deep down they're not really assholes. Yeah. They're just oh, energetic. He, he's into that Sundere trash! <laughs> <laughs> because Yoichi is presented as the character who was... Um, he was stealing lunch from Hunter, I think. Yeah. Well, he was attempting to anyway. And you're, so you are introduced to him, and he's really abrasive and mean. But 
you know deep down those characters they always go a certain way yeah <laughs> they're always the ones that are like oh they're actually super helpful and they're really determined they're just abrasive and they don't really know how to express their emotions and i'm like i relate to that somewhat so I, I knew the choices like there are choices where you're like who do you want to do the specific things in the obstacle course and I'm like I want the one that Yoichi is <laughs> I want him to like me PK is the tsundere of the podcast I want him to like me a lot and then all of a sudden after the obstacle course he's like hey let's go into the woods and then all of a sudden things are happening I'm like, oh, okay I'm like, all right, yep. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad everybody else in my house is asleep, so I don't have to explain this to people. Oh uh -huh. my god! <laughs> but it was. You know what? I I was a little. I was a little into it. Like, I was a little like. Oh. I was a little into this game. I still want to play it. That's as far as I got. Is after that scene happened. Mm -hmm. That's as much as the game that I played. After the obstacle course portion and the sex scene. Well, it's not really a sex scene, but it's more like a. Sexually explicit, explicit things happen. Yeah, basically. Actually, I picked up a choice where like Yoichi was like, "What? Like, what will you give me if I win?" And there are some tame options, but there's one that straight up says, "I'll give you a hand job." And I picked it, and it's hilarious to hear the voice actor who, up to this point, felt really tame for Keitro, mm -hmm. all of a sudden just yeah. say, "I'll give you a hand job," and I'm like, "Oh my god, what?" I'll give okay. you a hand job. <laughs> He sounds like that, and he, he, <laughs> that is almost a little disconcerting. Is that it, it's such a, it feels like such a tame and innocent game, and then all of a sudden, yes. like. <laughs> but that's part of why of I like sudden. it. I like because hey, Docs, you were telling me that you you have played some games like this before that were like <laughs> just that were like just like for straight people, obviously that were just sex, and they did not try I to didn't have a story. Say that. Yeah, you did. You talked about the Bulma game earlier. For... Oh, well, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. I meant that you've played other games that don't try to have a plot is the point. I mean, well, they don't have to try to have a plot, but they have, they have you know, plot. They have the when I was anime a kid, plot. Here's a fun story about my hentai experience. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, I had exhausted all of the porn I could find. <laughs> So, I was I was having a struggle of finding like good porn anymore, because like I had watched this all, all the stuff ad nauseum. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I had exhausted my porn supply, and I kept looking for like really good porn. I'm like, none of this shit is getting me my knocks off. It's like I I don't want to watch fucking ex porn star that I still know the name of. Sadly, get railed Jesus. all the time. Like I've seen that before. I want something new. I want something fresh. So, um, I, I think the first thing I, like, I was like, oh, well, there's this thing called hentai. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And there's this oh, fucking no. whack video that introduced me to it where this dude is, like, fucking all these cartoon characters. And it's so bad. It's, like, so poorly drawn, but I got off to it that day. And so my curiosity was piqued. So I went to this, like, hentai website. And then I was like scrolled down. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is giving me weird feelings. <laughs> There's like a lot of like weird stuff on there that I'm like, this is not good. And then there was I got to the games portion, and there was this game <laughs> of Link fucking Minda over and over. I know and exactly like, what you're talking about. Why yeah. do you know what and that I is, like, Ryan? 
Because I've there seen it like, before. There are so many games it, like that. <laughs> I did not play it. Are you I did, sure? But I've seen it. I, well, I, I know I'm, that you played it, Hayox. I was talking to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> also, Taylor, like, you had that in one of your videos, didn't you? I did. You did. Yeah, you did. did. That's all oh my. God. <laughs> and then, and then the wackest thing was there was this Bulma hentai adventure game where there was like some weird arbitrary plot. And like Bulba's this big titted like thing where she's just getting fucking railed all the time by different Dragon Ball characters. And it took a, like an odd sharp turn into Furry Town, and I completely lost the boner. Like it was gone. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, but there was like, kind of the weird thing about Yoichi is that he almost seems like he, he's, it almost seems like the game wants him to be a furry of some kind. Because <laughs> he wears the, the dog collar thing. I mean, there's oh a reason gosh. he does, but like. It just at first glance you're like, oh, you look like you look like a wolf. Yeah, and Hero <laughs> even calls him Wolf Boy. <laughs> Side note, I fucking hate Hero. No, I, I hate. <laughs> he he pisses me off. Jeez, oh, I like him. Like he's so he's so like he's not abrasive in the lovable way. He's he's just annoying. There are several points at which he, like... I remember points where he just flat-out interrupts Hunter when Hunter is trying to speak. Yeah. And it's just, like... It feels like... Yoichi just feels like he doesn't know how to express himself. Hiro, it just seems like he's annoying. Well... <laughs> I don't know. So, I want to use this as a jumping-off point. Is that... And this is another reason why the game is so replayable. And why it really is worth playing all the routes, uh, regardless of what you're into. Because there are things about these characters that you will not find out about at all unless you play the route. Like, there is a reason that is never explained in any of the other routes as to why Hero is so possessive of Keitaro. Yeah. And why, like, there's even a scene during the first uh, camping where Natsumi teaches Keitaro how to make a fire. Uh, and Hero comes up and is like, oh, you found a new best friend. You know, and that there is a reason for that beyond just in, you know, in his route, he develops beyond that <clears throat> and learns from that. And there are things about Hunter that you would barely, that are barely even touched upon in the other routes um, that you would never know. And it's one of those things where I feel almost feel like I should want to play all of the routes at the same time so that all of these characters can get their happy ending. But <laughs> there's, there's a scene in the game. This just came to my mind all of a sudden. There's a scene in the game where they're in the bath and, <laughs> and they're like, they're talking, they're talking about, they're, they're just openly talking about their dicks and like they're, they're talking about how they're doing the helicopter. And I'm like, what am I playing right now? <laughs> that, that, oh my God. It's a good thing I was alone when I was playing that. Otherwise, I would have been so embarrassed. Yo. Yo, that's what happened to me when I was playing Honey Pop. My grandma walked in. <laughs> and this just a full nude girl I was I was like matching tiles and I'm like <laughs> I'm like this is not I what am it proud looks to like say, I am proud to say I have never been caught doing that kind of stuff I'm not saying that I haven't done it I just never been caught uh, so you're not a good Christian boy I'm a very good Christian boy I'm just not confirming or denying my hobbies <laughs> Yeah. True. Well, I mean, go meet go meet Yoichi. He'll teach you how to jack off real good. 
Hey, hey Docs, mean, just after, a question for you. After being single for two years, I kind of figured it out. Um, hey Docs, oh. so you said that you at least got to a sex scene, right? No, I, I got to a sexy scene. With the shower <laughs> and like the well, you like the, the option is that is that the one where like he gets aroused and he has to you know yeah. like, <laughs> alleviate well, it. I'll just say if he's got a jerk it, just say jerk it. Like I don't even know. I, if, I'm su I'm surprised oh. either of you guys played this game, but like I'm just gonna read what Hadoc <laughs> said in the chat here. He said lots of graphic stuff, lots of gay, which makes me want to play a Yaoi Mario game. <laughs> Lots of gay. It's like he wasn't expecting there to be there to be gay undertones in a Yaoi game. No, I was... didn't expect it. I was just noting it. Okay. I was just like, yeah. I, I was expecting it, but they they almost trick you into thinking that it's a very vanilla like happy fun camp game for children. And then, like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, and then, like, they walk into the shower. And then... You have not even seen the half of it. There are some real, there's some really explicit stuff in this game. Uh, but Hadox, um, well, I guess you didn't play far enough to figure out which character you got, did you? No. I, I want to say something because I stopped it. And it reminded me of this story of a kid named Ben. So <laughs> Did he this drown? is this is a little story for you about how I caught a kid masturbating at my school. Um, do you want to hear this story? <laughs> Go right ahead. All right. So there's this I kid named Ben. I don't want to answer that question. Go ahead. This, this kid named it. Ben's a bit of an oddball. You know, he's a. Uh, <laughs> he's a bit strange. He's sort of like everybody avoids him. You know, he's that he's that kid who's like, yeah, we're, we'll be nice to you, but don't sit with us at lunch. Kind of like that deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spirit Week, senior year. I'm I hate school, so I'm not into it. So I go to the band room to take a nap during Spirit Week because the whole school is in the gymnasium. So I'm like, I'm going to catch some Z's. Quiet band room, <laughs> smells like old paper, it's getting me a little aroused, I can go to sleep, it's great. <laughs> Set an alarm five minutes before school gets out and then I leave. Get the full day, don't have to leave early, but the, the afternoon, I'm set. So, I do this for a day. Second day, uh, I go to the band room where I would normally stay, and I open the door. And I want you to picture a boxed room with a big fucking iMac directly in the line of sight of the door. <laughs> this is a huge uh -huh. iMac. Oh, I'm, it's no. like 46 inches, big screen. I walk in and the first thing I see on the, that iMac screen is a big old Pornhub logo. And on it is four by three, 480p, low quality, this dude fucking railing this girl on the screen. And below it, there's Ben. His dick fully exposed, going at it in a wooden chair with a carpet square underneath the chair where he definitely finished before on it. I scream, what the fuck? And I run out of the room and into the gymnasium and I'm like telling all my friends like, guys, guys, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? They're like, that's not true. No, no way. No way that's true. So I, I'm like, you, you, I'm not fucking bullshitting. This is real. I'm not lying. I run back to the band room. 
the man has not finished. He's still going. He definitely heard me. Damn, he's still going like a champion. And I open it and I said, I I just like look through the little crack. I close it and I wait. I wait because I still want to take my fucking nap in the band room. So he gets out. And I look at him and I'm like, kind of like a mutual acknowledgement of like, I knew what you did and I know what you did. I know what you did, you motherfucker. So the next day I changed the iMac password and this begins a series of Ben related incidents throughout the remainder of my senior year. So Ben, not having the iMac at his disposal, uh, turned to using the Chromebook from the library. <laughs> so he'd check out a Chromebook, go into the bathroom, and stay in there for 20 minutes, come out, and and hand in the Chromebook again. They'd look at his internet history, just he would find anything to get off. Like, anything he could find. They tried blocking porn sites. He would find this these obscure ones, like unblocked porn sites that he would just get off to one time in particular we were he was in class uh with with like in class and kid turns around he's hearing a in the back he turns around he sees ben with his hand in his pants moving rapidly and he's like what the hell and then everybody turns to ben the teacher not knowing how to respond is like what is going on everybody they hear a sound of something hitting the ground which you know his ejaculate (laughs) uh and they take all the students out of the classroom they take ben separately and they try to convince the students that Ben merely had an itch, and that's why he was jerking himself <laughs> off in class on a Chromebook in full view of everyone. And oh, they made the teacher no. clean up his jizz oh. with, like, a bunch of paper towels. Why didn't they just send him to the principal's <laughs> office? They didn't even suspend him. He did this shit five times after that. <laughs> what the, the hell? The kid kept getting off. And then getting off. <laughs> what the fuck? So Ooh. Camp Buddy really reminded me of Ben. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> now, now every time I play the game after this, I'm going to be thinking now of Ben. Ben's playing Camp Buddy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Camp Buddy DLC character Ben. Ben. Uh, the DLC ben. character is <laughs> actually going to be Tyga. Taiga? Like, from Toradora? No. Whoa! From Kung Fu Panda? No, he, he's, he's much worse than the Taiga from Toradora. <laughs> oh, ew. Well, <laughs> as far as you know, you haven't finished the game yet. No, Ooh, I can tell that they're gonna redeem him, but, like, right now, he's worse than Taiga. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he was originally supposed to be the, the secret fifth route, but they didn't have time to put him in before they could release the game, so it's gonna be DLC. Yeah, but, um... I know, I like this game a lot, and... I don't know, what else do I need to say about it? Is Have I satisfactorily explained my enjoyment of this game, Hadox? Sure, yeah. No, that's really good. <laughs> I enjoyed it, too. Yeah, from what I've played. And, uh, King K is, is a straight man. So that's saying something. I, I know. I want to recommend this game to more people, but it's you know it's it's like I said, <laughs> I you have to be into guys to like. I think it's a very specific demographic. Yes, 
But I will say this much, because I feel like, uh, you know, for all I've complained about, like, the Persona games not having queer options in them for romancing, this filled that niche for me. <laughs> I guess. It's, I don't know. And it's weird how everybody in, in the game is gay, except Yuri, who is unfortunately <laughs> named. <laughs> <laughs> Or very fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, how what else to say about it, so... Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. I may make the joke every once in a while, but at the end of the day, I don't judge. And I accept y'all for who you are. And I would hope that the comment section would be tame as well. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Well, I mean, they had totally. to watch our like comments, our comments section survived Sonic High School. I don't know if they care. <laughs> very true. Very true. I don't we, judge. We've, we've weeded out those who will not accept. <laughs> don't think we don't know how to weed them out. <laughs> We're on a baby hunt. Okay, so thank you. What are what are next? Imagine if we were like if we were like a family friendly podcast, and all of a sudden Hadox told that jacking off story just out of the blue. Oh my god! <laughs> I I still want to forget that I ever heard. Anyways, uh, we really need like a a little highlight channel uh. to, to 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 give those little moments. So I think somebody made should, you should show this to Ben. Are there are no, there any other no. games we wanted to talk about, or is that it? I would like to talk about Nino Kuni too, oh, and how shit. it's my it's my game of the year. Okay, go on. I mean, well, has anyone ever played it here before? I've I have played, not finished it. I've played a little bit of the first one, and I didn't like it that Mr. much. Mr. Docks of the Hay. I I played a little bit of it, but I have not finished it. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So but I would, I, mean, I would I like you like to discuss. First, I didn't like the first Nino Kuni. I thought I just I couldn't get into it. I hated the protagonist, and I thought that the parental death was like the most forced and contrived thing ever, and it pissed me off to the point where I turned off the game, and I never I never turned back. Even though people still consist, people still like they they're consistent about it, like about how Nino Kuni is actually a really good game. It's it's a brilliant game, and blah blah blah. blah. I can't get into it. And I admittedly bought Nino Kuni 2 out on a whim. I, I don't even remember how I even got the game. I just remembered something told me to buy it. I bought it. I popped it in. And like from the first five minutes alone, I knew that this was going to be my favorite game to come out this year. Because it has balls. It's like, I, I'm, I'm going to spoil the beginning, okay? You play as like the president of like not America. And you're just driving your limo talking about some political mumbo-jumbo, and then all of a sudden, you see a nuke just fly right by you, blows up the city that you're that you're going to, and then everyone dies. Everyone fucking dies, and you're in the rubble, and then suddenly he starts glowing, and then all of a sudden he's teleported to the, the world where this game takes place in. And then, like, when you're in there, you find out that, uh, this, you find, like, this little boy, his name is Evan, he's the main protagonist of the game, he's getting ready to go to some sort of crowning ceremony, where, you know, he's going to be the king of Ding Dong Dell, the kingdom where his father ruled. And then you find out that there's this huge coup that's going on um, by these by these people who are being oppressed by the kingdom of Ding Dong Dell. They're like little rodents that were being oppressed by, I guess they're like cat people or like lion people. I don't really know how to describe them all that well. 
uh, but there's this kill going on. So then you're just kind of like thrown into the situation where you're trying to help this kid escape this this kingdom that's being like put under siege. And then you're outcasted. And then you, you know, like this kid is on the verge of tears, but he pulls himself together saying, you know what? No, no, I can't afford to be weak at a time like this. I gotta like, I gotta make my own kingdom. I gotta do what I gotta do to set things right. I'm not gonna like purge out these people for what they did. I'm just gonna, I wanna make a kingdom where everyone can just come together and just live as one live as one big old happy old family and i thought that was great and then like it's just the way how the game looks because for one it's by you know the art is by the the people behind studio ghibli so it looks gorgeous it's beautiful it runs at 60 frames per second if i remember correctly it runs smooth as butter and it's an action rpg so it's very similar to uh like a tales of kind of game but the way how it's structured the way how it's all laid out it reminds me a lot of like final fantasy to uh Final Fantasy 2 on Super Nintendo, so Final Fantasy 4 or 6 in that regard. Like, there's an overworld and, like, everything is, like, super tiny. There's no random encounters whatsoever, so, like, you can see all the encounters that you're going to be going to. And the whole premise of the game is that you have to build your own kingdom, and you have to go around the entire world to other established kingdoms to bring them in, to be like, hey, listen, we're trying to make the world a better place, we want you to help us do that. The only criticism that I really have to say about the story is that it didn't go in the direction that I wanted it to go. Even that, it's not really a criticism. Because I thought what they were trying to do is that, I thought they were trying to be like, oh, well, this you got this kid, he's trying to like, pretty much take over the world, for example. Like, that's what I thought they were trying to do, where he's like, he's no better than the people who were taking over the Ding Dong Dell. But they didn't really go in that direction. I thought that would have been like a really cool moral thing they could have discussed, but it didn't do that. It was, it was you know, a little shallow in that regard but the characters that you meet along the way are really unique and memorable and like they all play completely different and like the side quests they can do they can get a little bit repetitive but they have enough dressing to be unique and to be you know to be funny in the different kingdoms that you go to each one is is unique my favorite one is like the first one that you or the second one they actually go to it's um it's this place that's ran by dogs for example and it's they base their entire kingdom like the way how they live their life is through luck so everything is like based off of like uh like a casino kind of aesthetic and like the way how they pass new laws or whether or not they're going to increase or decrease taxes or make treaties with other countries they decide all of that with the roll of a die and i found that fascinating because i haven't seen anything like that before it's just, it's, I get comments, I got comments on uh, my Goldson video that I made earlier this year, saying, because I brought Nino Kuni 2 up, and saying it's like a really good game, but people are saying that was like mediocre, but I don't see it, and I don't, I don't, they don't really say what makes it mediocre, like gameplay is great, the story is great, the music is phenomenal, it's beautiful, it's just like, I don't know, like throughout the entire thing, even at its lowest points, I was just smiling throughout the entire thing, it's a gorgeous, it's, it's a gorgeous, beautiful, just a fun time to be had. 40 hours long, solid length. I loved it. I, I fucking loved it. And I never played anything like this before. Damn. So, yeah. Y'all should play it. It's really good. Okay. And it's uh, very cheap on Amazon. Only $15. Really? Do it. Yeah. I might have to get it on PC then. But I don't want to oversell it. You know, I just... That's just my experience. Well, it just it did everything I, I wanted it to since, do. Since I don't know if anybody else played the first game, mm-hmm. uh, but it my thing with RPGs and why I so rarely finish them is that I find that there's kind of a fine line between 
redundant, like in terms of the battle system, I mean, is that there's a fine line between making it so simple that you've played it a million times or making it super complicated to the point where it, it doesn't play well at all. And to me, Nino Kuni 1 kind of fell more towards the latter side where it felt like it should have been simpler than it was, but it adds, added like the familiars and stuff. And it was just like, I could barely figure out how to control it. And the bosses kept kicking my ass. And then I got to the part mm. where the volcano was about to blow up. And that's kind of where I dropped it. Um, okay. And I don't know. So I guess what interests me about this game is that it's an action RPG. Um, so it, it's not uh, GUI based like the first game was. So it's closer to a Kingdom Hearts than a Final Fantasy, as I understand it. I would I would play some more along the lines of Tales. Okay. Well, I liked if I liked helps. Tales of the Abyss. I actually beat that game. So uh, maybe I'll like this one. This this is more up my alley, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because uh, usually I have I have a higher tolerance for action RPG gameplay than you know, Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah. I still beat anyway. Because I was dating a girl at the time whose favorite game was Final Fantasy 13. That's the only reason I finished it. The things you do... The things you do for love. The things I do for love. So, yeah, right. I might check. This is on PC. Uh, I guess I'll see how much it costs, but it looks good. So. If there is some, one thing I can say is that, like, it's not... Like, I don't like the more complicated JRPGs either. Like, with the really complicated battle systems. This does not have that. And if it helps, like, the, it's not really much of a spoiler, but the final boss is about, like, level 70 or so. I was able to beat the final boss at, like, 58. Okay. If that helps. It was hard, but if you know what you're doing, like, if you know... Like so, when to dodge, when to attack, what items to use, and everything like that. It is absolutely possible. So it's it's, it's not like it's Final Fantasy thirteen where I had to grind for like three hours to beat the second Bartandalus. Well, you bring up the grinding, and there is there are some moments in the like this is also where I brought up like some of the low points where you do have to like in order to progress with the story, you would have to stop and do a certain amount of side quests. It'll say okay. like, oh, well, you need to level up your kingdom to like level two or level three. In order to do that, you need to have 25 or 50 villagers in your kingdom. You get villagers and all that by doing side quests. But again, like, it's not... Yeah, I mean, that's that I to me is different from fighting the same Seath over and over again in Bodom. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. Like, you're not doing it to get past a wall that is beating you down every single time if it's more like a Xenoblade Chronicles X problem where it's like literally in order to move on to the next cutscene you have to do this or that and yeah I will admit that is a problem you know something like that it shouldn't really be a thing but if, you know, at the same time uh, when I was playing it I was just playing to get through the story the concept really of do this game kind of sounds mm -hmm. almost like Fable 3 done better yeah that's a good comparison. But like when I when I got up to those points I realized, oh wait, I didn't do many side quests. And then I would do all these side quests and then I would realize, oh wait, no, I need to go back and do the story and I would I would hit that wall every once in a while. Where it's like I would just play through the story, then I would stop, and then I have to do all these side quests, but then I'll get lost into doing side quests. Cause I'm not gonna act like as if they're like Majora's Mask and they're like, oh my god, these are the best things ever, because they're not. But 
there's something satisfying about like getting people to come to your village or into your kingdom and then have them do work in your kingdom to like uh, do research on better weapons or armor or different spells or you know mine like getting different mines or uh, like mining facilities or you know mining researchers or any of that kind of stuff bazaars and all that it makes it feel more alive like there's a reason why you're doing it more than just to progress it's to better your kingdom you better the kingdom so that we get better gear better items and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's a really good game that's all I gotta say like I was not expecting to like it because I did not like the first game at all and I especially didn't like the protagonist from the two hours that I played. But Nino Kuni 2, right off the bat, it hooked me. And I like the characters. I like the premise. It just, it has, like, it, one of the best things you can ever do in your video game is to have, like, a damn good opening. Some of the best, I would say, would be, like, Majora's Mask or Golden Sun or Fire Emblem Awakening. This one absolutely does have a really good opening, where it's just, like, you're just kind of thrown into a situation where people are, like, reacting to things, like, they're trying to figure out what's going on, and then they go from there. It's like you're just thrown right into the thick of it, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, well, I've got there else. is There is one last thing I guess we can mention, and it's fitting that we mention it last. <laughs> Anybody want to guess that? the one game we kind of forgot about? Metal Gear Survive? Uh, Fallout 76? No. <laughs> Deltarune. Oh. Oh! Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Remember <laughs> Undertale? I, I clapped oh, when I saw We're in Undertale! I clapped when I saw Sands! When I saw Sands, I said Sands, and everybody on Twitter retweeted really fast. <laughs> I haven't played Deltarune. The it music sounds, is incredible. Holy shit. I've heard that it's good for what it is, but it's only like one part of a game that's not finished yet. Yeah. That is, that is true, but as a standalone thing, ironically, it's far better than most games that exist <laughs> as a standalone product, which is kind of hilarious. Like, it's just a demo, right? Yeah. But what you get out of it is it's pretty damn satisfying, and it's funny, because there are a lot of games that I've played lately that... It, are way longer and are not satisfying in any of the same ways that Deltarune is. So, you know, not a jab or anything. <laughs> but... I mean, the point basically is that it's it's what you expect. If you like Undertale, then you like Deltarune. If not, then you don't. I... But for me, somebody who loves Undertale a lot, it's pretty much like you get a lot of that same stuff, but he goes like a different direction with like the themes. So it's it's like an interesting new spin on it. The most plausible way I've heard it explained to me is that Deltarune is a mismatch of Undertale. Like it's all the same letters, but they're just mismatched. A lot of the same characters are in it, but they seemingly don't aren't connected to the plot of Undertale. 
they're just the same characters. So the idea is that it's like Undertale, except it isn't Undertale, it's Deltarune. Everything's kind of mismatched and weird and different. So it's an interesting way to take a quote-unquote sequel, whatever Deltarune is. It's an interesting direction to take. And I'm ex I really want to see it finished. It's remarkable that the demo itself is like almost as satisfying as a real video game. Yeah. It, <laughs> so it's... It, uh, the music in particular, holy shit. It's that... pretty... It's... Man, I think the music in Deltarune... I feel like... Ugh. Some of it's better than it was in Undertale. Like, Jesus, yeah. how do you do that? <laughs> how do you accomplish that? Oh my gosh, the fucking battle theme, Rude Buster. And then, um, the world revolving. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, it's such lovable new characters, too. Yeah. Like with Susie and Ralsei. I love Susie. Both great. <laughs> also, yeah. the ending well. of Deltarune, for those who have played it, is... is like... It's one of those twists that is like, yep, alright, give me the other game. I need to play it now. <laughs> give me chapter two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say other than that. It's just, it's great for the same reasons that Undertale is great. Yeah. Yep. It's just a demo, and even as a demo, Toby Fox is like, I'm gonna give you practically a, <laughs> the same amount of satisfaction that you'd get from a full game anyway. So it's one of the best demos I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, so the only game that we have not talked about yet is Shaq Fu Legend Reborn. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Which I did not Do play. Do we have to? Have you played it, Adox? If we're gonna, if we're being serious, Adox, I got a question for you. Oh, have you played Starlink? Yeah, I did. I played I it for it. a little bit. Was um, any good? I can say, oh man. <laughs> Well, it's the end of the it's the end of the podcast. So We're done. Let me yeah. just say, it's better than Star Fox Zero. Oh. <laughs> oh. All I need to know. All I need to know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I got the game for like thirty bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better Star Fox game than Star Fox Zero ever was. Oh, I heard Ooh, I'm that driving it was really that nail in the coffin so much. I heard oh. that it was really repetitive and boring, like Star Fox Zero. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, you have to be long to be repetitive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Star Fox Zero sucks my ass. Hey, <laughs> but, but Exio, my boy, it's not the size that matters, it's what you do with it. True. Uh, well... And guess what Star Fox Zero does? You, Nothing. You would definitely know what that's like, <laughs> huh, Ryan? I would. Alright, Michael, post your fucking dick and we'll compare. No, do thanks. it right now. Come on, put it in the podcast, we'll compare. Come on. Do we do we all know what our game of the years would be? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Ryan knows. Knows. <laughs> but And like... Hadox said his was Far Cry 5. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Far Cry 5. It's a mix between Far Cry 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, and uh 
probably God of War and Spider-Man. It's, it's like a so conglomeration. Like six games. <laughs> yeah, it's all like for me. For me, it's hard to distinguish all of them because I like them all for different reasons. Yeah, like Far Cry Five for the experience I had with my friend together, and then like God of War because Norse mythology is fascinating and I love Kratos. And then Red Dead 2 because of the music and the characters. And then Deltarune because of the music and the aesthetics. And, like, they're, they're, it's it's for different reasons. And for Smash because, <laughs> you know, it's it's ultimately at the, at the end of the day, I was playing it with my friends. I like the social stuff. And uh, well, I like the music. <laughs> I like the gameplay. So it's, it's all together. I enjoyed the year, and they're all really up there. It's hard to distinguish which one is better from the other. Yeah. What about you, King K? Do you have any idea what your games of the year will be? Like, some of your favorites? Um, <clears throat> I know what my list is. <laughs> We're to, like, the top uh, well, I mean, three. Like, I haven't played Yakuza 6, but I'll probably be on there once I finish that. And... I don't know what else I have to play. So, like, going with the list that I have, top three. Probably Celeste, Spider-Man, uh, and Iconoclasts, probably. I can't really pick. That, that answer will probably change by tomorrow. <laughs> so... And we all know what Exos is. Uh, sure, I'll go with Camp Buddy. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking Shaq Fu. Oh. <laughs> what, you know, it's, it's, I guess I have to echo Heox and King K. Like I said, the theme for me this year was games I didn't know I wanted. And that was Detective Pikachu. That was Iconoclasts. That was Camp Buddy. That was Detroit Become Human. You know, I play a lot of good games this year, and it's kind of hard to pick one, but I guess if what was the biggest surprise for me, like, if, if, if you want, I'll give you two answers. If you want, like, what is, like, the best game I played all year, that's probably Iconoclast, if I had to pick one. But which one surprised me the most, which one uh, gave me the most bang for my buck, uh, no pun intended. Uh, that would be Camp Buddy. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh. But you know, though, I, mean, I guess I kind of feel like that too, because again, I was not expecting to like Nino Kuni 2 as much as I did, and I loved it. Wasn't really expecting Spider Man to be all that great, but it was. Wasn't expecting to like Let's Go Pikachu as much as I did, but I did. Same with Smash. You know, so I get it. But I think there's also something else that we can all agree on that. 2019 is going to peak pretty early. Why? Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out in like <laughs> right. That ain't even fair, dog. It's true? But okay, like, as so soon as that as soon as that game comes out, game of the year right there. Yeah, but you also but have to understand that they're going to have to wrap up all the Xehanort shit in there too. Yeah, which is gonna yeah. be so stupid and amazing. Are you kidding me? I'm going to cry. Know? I'm going to cry know? like a little girl, and I'm going to love it. Yeah. Oh yes. Like I. So to be real though, I'm sure the gameplay will be great, and I'm sure that it'll have lots of fun emotional moments and charming character interactions, all that good stuff. But the Zaynort stuff is gonna be a fucking mess. 
It's gonna be amazing. You're lying to yourself. It's gonna be so dumb. I didn't say it was gonna be going to necessarily gonna be a mess in a bad way. Yeah. Like it could be entertainingly oh, so bad, but it's it's not gonna be, <laughs> it's it's not gonna be or it could not be bad, Michael. True. That's that's a possibility, <laughs> but knowing Nomura's track record, like I'm not... all the other stuff is not bad, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I better back off. But I'm I'm if anything, I'm really looking forward to next year. Next year, there it looks like. I mean, I probably just doomed myself by saying that, but yeah. Next year it has like a really solid. Well, next solid year is life. not setting <clears throat> for me. I already know what my game of the year is, and the year's not even here, so that's yeah. easy for me. <laughs> easy pickings for me. Next we're also, year, we're also getting Animal Crossing next year. Yeah. So we I mean, got... fuck that. Kingdom Hearts Three comes out well, next yeah. year. I don't give but a fuck. Animal Crossing. Who cares? Wanna... Nothing else I has care. to happen next year. Nothing <laughs> else has to happen next year. Yeah, but it is. It's all getting... downhill from January. <laughs> <laughs> Once when you play this game, all the games will seem like a disappointment. This is a life-defining event. Yeah, and it, it happens get any right at the start. It happens right at the fucking start. There's there's <laughs> oh, a God. lot of good games next year. There's like there uh, Yoshi, the new Yoshi. You've got uh, um, you've got like uh, there's Fire like Emblem a new houses. Star Wars game. There's a new Star Wars game. There's the two Pirates games, Psychonauts 2, Poke a it's new Pokemon game. It's time for the game. EA to end. Ori Not just and a new the Pokemon Blind game, Forest like Pokemon Gen 2. <laughs> yeah. Ori and the Blind Forest 2, my favorite fucking game. Medieval remake. You've got the Mario Kart mobile game, which is kind of hype. You've got, like, Luigi's Mansion 3. You've got, like, Gears of War 5. You've got the new Fire Emblem. you got Final Fantasy... Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> oh, no, the director quit. We can't possibly make the DLC now. We It's not like we can get Cancel another director. everything! New Battletoads. Babylon's Fall. You've got Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Definitely coming out next year, right, guys? <laughs> Shenmue 3. You've got Crash Definitely Team. Definitely coming out next year. How, Shenmue 3. How long, how long has Bloodstained been in development? Because I feel like it's been way too long. I remember it was around the time as Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, it's it, people got on Mighty Number no. 9's case for not coming out right away. <laughs> oh no, I guess Ca Blood uh, Castlevania like is a bit more. It, it's much more complicated kind of game, so it's like yeah. Oh shoot! Did you guys play that one uh, Curse of the Moon or whatever it was the Bloodstained game that came out this year? Uh yeah. I gifted it to Ethan, but I did, have not played it myself. It's it's like what if Castlevania three was a good game? <laughs> well, I am. Uh, wow. For the sake it's really of time, good. I'm not gonna lie. That's, that's I completely forgot about that one. That one's really good. Yeah. Yeah. For the sake of time, though, I think we should maybe wrap it up and save 2019 for another day. Okay. We'll probably talk about it next year. Save 2019 for another year. Ew. True. <laughs> well, fellas, like 20, we'll talk about it in 2020. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We're to... going on a year-long hiatus. Oh, our year-end discussion was six hours long. And I got to well, edit all Thank that. you for listening to this podcast, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> we will uh, see you 
next time. You should put this all into one video. I'm not doing that. It's going to be like four videos. <clears throat> Goodbye, everyone. Cha-cha, right. real smooth. For a video version of the podcast, please visit our YouTube channel at https colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com slash c slash The music used in this podcast is as follows. Aces High, Airport Lounge, Beachfront Celebration, Bosa Bosa, Chucky the Construction Worker, Cool Vibes, Deuces, Dirt Roads, Dispersion Relation, District 4, Fireflies and Stardust, Funnin' and Sunnin', Funky Chunk, Hard Boiled, Half Cats in Your Arms, Intractable, Lobby Time, Matt's Blues, Mining by Moon. Moonlight, Novel Noel, Porch Blue, Samba, Isobel, Shades of Spring, Somewhere Sunny Version 2, Water Droplets, White, and Winter Chimes. All of these tracks were composed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and are licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this license at http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash. Additionally, one track, Four Hours in Phoenix, was composed by Jordan Raddington, aka Lakey and and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 Unported Sharealike. You can find this license at https colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by dash sa forward slash 3.0 forward slash legal code. This episode was edited by Exoparadigm Gamer, who you can check out on YouTube at https colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Exoparadigm Gamer. Feel free to check out our solo efforts on YouTube and Twitter by visiting our official SoundCloud profile and clicking on the external links. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day.